this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Bot and Calder collide, Tia's boss move, and Jira's announcement with our very special guest. We have all this and more next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz I'm trying to think of a dance with this. Oh, we got to dance. We got to dance. The, the shoulders on. I don't think. Hey. <laughs> so what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Red Line After Show today. We have so much planned for you all tonight. We have a very special guest in the house. I will introduce that person in a short minute. But I would like to let you know that we will be doing our special segment, The Thin Red Line. And for those of you who are new this week, I'll explain that later. I am very pleased to introduce my beautiful panel here with Miss Kelsey Hightower. And next to Miss Kelsey is the one and only plays Mr. <laughs> Liam Bott, Mr. Vinny Chibber. Hey, everybody. What's happening? Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. We got a crowd. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. We got a big crowd for you. Yes. <laughs> and then also next to Mr. Chibber, we have Miss AJ Talks. Hey, guys. It's AJ. What's happening? So... We are very excited about this show. We have so much to cover. We are covering episodes five and six. One day we may be more than a body. And episode six is we turn up this music louder than a mother's cry. Now, before we get into anything, I do want to read our special segment question for you all to cogitate on. Look it up if you don't know it. So <laughs> the, the, the question what today is mean? the statement was made by state's attorney Amanda Sharp. Nobody wants somebody no one sent. So I want you all to think about that. Is that a true statement? Is no one looking for someone that no one has sent? Please think about that. We'll discuss it later. Class is in. Yeah, class is in session. So I would like to get your overall thoughts on these two episodes, Miss Kelsey Hightower. All right, I'll start us off. Um, Again, it's an emotional roller coaster every mm. every episode. Yes. So, I mean, that's going to be my answer every time you ask it. But yes. um, great episodes. We saw a lot of new developments. Um, Jira's character, she's such an amazing actress. She is so, um, so good. Yes, yes. very Much talented. Yes. Really, really great. And we see a lot of her character develop, and she's, like, standing, standing, standing up. She's talking, mm-hmm. um, and she's getting threats. So, I mean, there's a lot of developments happening, and we're getting really close to the end of this series. Yes, we are. Sadly. And it's yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So it's great. Everything's great. I'm so excited to talk more about it. Um overall thoughts for you guys too? 
Um, well, this episode, like you said, was a emotional episode, and I felt like it dealt with a lot of issues such as systemic racism, mm-hmm. institutional failure, and microaggression. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, being from Chicago, I have a lot to say about it. Yes, so. welcome, and, welcome. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I'm ready, and I'm here, and yes, I'm ready. And what about you, Vinny? Did you have any thoughts? I know you were filming, but do you have any thoughts from what you saw tonight? Uh, you know, the one thing I'll say is that I'm constantly reminded. Uh, how grateful I should be to be mm. part of that cast. That's awesome. Because they are so good. Mm. I mean, you forget. I mean, you're working with, you're going over scenes and yeah. you're working every day and you mm-hmm. just kind of get in rhythm. But man, everybody's so good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everybody at the the writing, the directing, mm-hmm. um, our creators, uh, Ava, Greg, Caitlin, Erica, mm-hmm. Sarah, like my lord. Well, and you talked about this before um, the show that mm. you obviously know your lines and your mm. character, the people who you're in the scene mm. with, but you don't see a lot of the you whole show. The so whole some show. of this you're yeah. seeing for the first time, yes, right? Mm. Yes. And what is that? I mean, like to just I guess you talked about it just now is like being with an ensemble cast of really talented mm-hmm. actors and actresses. Yeah, because you, you go in and you do the, the table read mm-hmm. for, for each episode before you go uh, and shoot it. But to really see people work, I mean, man, every, everybody. Everybody is just so good. And That's you can really identify. The, for, for at least for me, um, the way I, I kind of gauge that is do I believe everything that's happening mm-hmm. is the first question. And the second question is do I see myself, a piece of myself in that person? Mm-hmm. And that is that is the like best compliment I can mm-hmm. give any performer is that in some way I empathize with that. That's and awesome. Man. That's how you bring it to life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now that you have uh, brought up a piece of someone, I would like mm-hmm. to talk about Bot. And Calder. So mm. we see, well, a, a few episodes ago, I have to point out that. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Kelsey Hightower did foreshadow the relationship between Bot and Calder. Mm-hmm. She I noticed, saw it coming. Yeah, she did. She, <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. You, saw, you were did. doing some shipping as well. I, I was. Doing. I was. Yeah. 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 She saw the looks and she saw, she yeah. saw those, those subtleties. Yeah, yeah, the smolders. And, and, Just uh, that little... Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, and then uh, when you all had the, the bourbon like, yeah. together yes. or the whiskey, you know, the, the spirit that you had yes. together. And that's when Kelsey said, Joshua, you know, something's going on with them. Like, and, and it was, well, actually, it was before we found out that your character was actually in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And she said, Bot likes Calder. And I, I was like, uh, maybe. maybe. I really don't know. He's really friendly. Calder is in despair. Yeah. So we see that developing. And then this week, we actually see you all come together, mm-hmm. which didn't really end well. No. Mm-hmm. So what was it like when you're filming a role like that, you're bringing that person mm-hmm. into the scene? What was it like to, 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 I guess, to act that part and understand that that was part of who, who the person was? Uh, that's, um, well, I think we've all been in a circle. Well, I think we can all understand the circumstance where you you see someone going through a really hard time right. mm-hmm. and 
sometimes you don't know what to say or what to do. You're just doing the best that you can That's true. to help them cope. Mm-hmm. The added complexity here is that this is my person. Yes. Like, this is someone that I am absolutely in love with. Mm-hmm. I have been since the first moment mm-hmm. I, I saw this person. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to take advantage of the fact that this right. person is a person in pain. Yeah, so five years. This is... That that's the the struggle that yeah. Liam has mm-hmm. is that how do I be the best friend and version of myself that mm-hmm. I can be for this person mm-hmm. because I know that they're in pain and I know their daughter's in pain. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the flip side of it is is how do I protect myself and stop myself from falling even deeper in love with that's true with this person that's in, that I'm trying to be be there for. Yeah. Well, we saw that we we saw the relationship with you all building, and we saw you being there mm. for Mr. Calder and Jeff. Yeah. I mean, how did you feel about it, Kelsey, when you started to see what you said blossom? <laughs> well, I was excited about it at first, but, I mean, your character gets really hurt mm. in the end, yeah. and when you yeah. find out that this actually was a rebound, um, mm. and you thought that it was going to be something meaningful, your character has to play such a range of emotions mm. um, in it as, you know... Mr. Bot, but I really, I mean, I hope to see them make up and I hope to see more of that because I think it's going to be good. (laughs) I I want to hear what AJ has to say. She is not down. (laughs) I just feel like, um, you know, honestly, I feel like it was very awkward just because it's coming from a place of hurt, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, especially from um, Danny. Just because, you know, he's dealing with his husband's mm-hmm. death. So, you know, like he said, it was coming. I didn't think it was coming from a. Maybe I know he has feelings for him, but right. I just think he was acting out of hurt. Yes. Um, And that, you know, when you're acting out of hurt, you can't really trust your heart. That's because true. you're coming from a place of loneliness. And, you know, it's setting people up to be hurt at the end. Because like you said, you know, I've been, you know, checking on you and feeling on you for a while. That's right. So what is it now that makes you want to go that step with me? And it's only because of Harrison's death. And he found out that Harrison had cheated on him with the bartender. Mm. So to me, it wasn't genuine. And to me, it felt like Liam was getting hurt in the end because he was the pawn in it and not knowing that the only reason Danny was coming on to him was possibly because he found out that Harrison had cheated on him. Okay, well, th- okay, so th- let me say this. This is what I think. I do think there's some truth to Calder's feelings for Mr. Bot. Because he's gone through the death of his spouse, because he found out that his, his late spouse cheated on him, and his daughter is having, um, I want to say, um, the, the term I used last week was identity issues, because she mm. wanted someone who looks like her to be there to give her advice. Mm. I think all of those things are playing into the fact that he does like bot. He doesn't know how to act on it. So I actually feel like he used the pictures as an excuse to express real emotions. Mm. That's how I feel. Now, Mr. Bot was hurt by it because he found out that it was based off a rebound. But I do think that Calder does like Mr. Bot. I wouldn't, for me, I'm a person, if I don't like you, I don't want to be around you. For I mean, you know, I mean, if I don't have any romantic feelings for you, I don't need to be around you. We can go, we can eat lunch together in the in the cafeteria with all of the teachers present. I don't need to be in your room. You're not bringing me bourbon. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. That, that, I mean, that's how I feel. So I guess I'm looking at it from the standpoint of I don't think he would be taking time out from comforting Jira 
to be with Mr. Bot if he didn't have those true feelings. Mm-hmm. That's how. Yeah, I think they're in there, but it also might be a little bit too soon for him to be acting on this. It's been almost a year, eight months. I know, but they're still going through the process of like yeah. dealing with it. Chicago so gets much. cold. I'm just saying. That's, I guess that's true. I'm just saying. I, but I still am ready. I, I still support the relationship. I okay. don't know if it's too soon, but I still want it to happen. Okay. I'm not backing down on that. All right. Well, let's go into uh, Tia. I want to talk about Tia. So we see that Jira is conflicted with the relationship mm-hmm. that she's having with Tia. And we don't see it come to a head until later on when Tia comes to the church. When she comes to the church, <clears throat> excuse me, she's there to support Tia in her debate with uh, Nathan Gordon. Mm-hmm. So we see Tia get up. We're all in suspense mode. You know, we're like, mm-hmm. what is about to happen? And she says something that actually proves that she's willing to reconcile with Tia's character. Mm-hmm. And then Tia's move turns into saying something that is that pulls the the history away from Nathan Gordon and says, hey, look up Dwayne and mm-hmm. check out this person. Amanda Sharp is in charge. I want to know where you all feel, how you all feel about Tia putting Nathan Gordon's information out there, but keeping her relationship with, with Jira a secret. How do y'all mm-hmm. think, is, is that a boss move for Tia or is it a bad move for Tia? Well, you know, personally, I think that it's a bad move for Tia. Okay. Or I think it's good and bad, but I just feel like when you go fishing in someone else's business, then they're going to come fishing Wait a yours. minute. All right. So, all I'm saying is she opens the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I just on my whole statement. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm just saying. It was that profound. <laughs> yes, no, but seriously, I feel like... Once you start, um, you know, fishing in other people's business, mm-hmm. then the same will get done to you. And I think that they already kind of know something because when she was talking to the state attorney, she basically told her, mm-hmm. you know, she threatened her, Hold like, up. be careful. Mm-hmm. Be careful, sis. Okay. What so. about you, Kelsey? I mean, I agree with that. And mm-hmm. I think that she is going to say something soon because, I mean, now... Uh, Jira, you think Tia's gonna Tia say? is going to have okay. to say something soon, or it's going to yeah. come out because Jira is now showing up in her life. Like yes. she's showing up to these places, and Tia comes to the comes to the walk, comes to the protest. That's right. So they are being seen together. I mean, the society is going to put them together. Public opinion yes. is going to put them together and say, "Hey, it's why just, is she showing up everywhere Jira is?" Exactly. There's something there. So it's a matter of time before either she says something or it comes out. So hopefully, okay. she says something before um, because if she has to backtrack on it then that's not going to look as good for her no it, it won't show that she's uh, in the forefront right okay yeah oh no I'm not even <laughs> I'll get because we still have like two more episodes left okay, so, and I'm like terrified that I'm going to give something up okay. if I say anything so we'll yeah, be yeah. we'll be very we'll be very limited with what we ask you okay yeah. then, what I will say though I will say one thing is that in that scene still thinking of Tia as Jira's mm-hmm. mother, right? right. Mm-hmm. And the example she's setting for Jira, because when Jira shows up, it's not an easy thing to do. No. Right? So I think that also emboldens Tia in mm-hmm. a way to be like, you know what? No, I don't have, like, I can win this. Yes. And I got, I've got to set an example by doing it this way to show that I'm these things. That's I think true. that's another layer of it that we're like as we watch it's kind of there but all these people and this is I think about the entire show is all these people are coping with some sort of trauma that's true and and it's manifesting in different ways but 
each one of them is fighting the good fight in their own way, yeah. in the best way they know how. Mm-hmm. Now, they may not be doing it in the most perfect way, or like, they're gonna, clearly, everybody is making mistakes, mm-hmm. but overall, they're really still trying to do the best that they can mm-hmm. in the given circumstance. So, yeah. in that case, I think she still, she like, she wants to win this. She still yeah. wants to win this race. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's tough. She's tough, and I think her that scene, whereas, yeah, it could be, mm-hmm. it could absolutely be a mistake and mm-hmm. come back. The flip side of it is, is that it shows that they are better together. Mm-hmm. You know, I got your back, you got my back, and we haven't talked about it yet, but it's still there. They've got that kind of yeah. connection. Mm-hmm. And no, like, as we start talking about in the next episode in 106, there, you see Jira do the same thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, you see it happen. It's a parallel track. But, I mean, she's yeah. she's her mother. Yeah. And I think I don't think Tia realized how much Jira was like her until mm-hmm. they had that conversation. And her sister said, you were rough on her. Yeah. And she's like, no, nah, I told her not to show up. She's like, look, bruh. Okay? <laughs> yeah. She showed up and she supported you. Yeah. And you're rough. And now Ethan, her husband, is even starting to change his mind. Yeah. He's like, maybe I made a mistake. You know, yeah. Jira does have that fight in her. So you break up some valid points. Don't say too much, though. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, unless you want to. And then it's okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, um, since we're talking about Tia, I also want to say that, you know, Jira really admires her and mm-hmm. looks up to her. Um, and then if it did come out that, you know, the adoption, I feel like it would be okay just because they've already kind of shown that they're a united front. Yes. And that they've already reconciled those issues that they had mm-hmm. and they're coming together. So, if anything, it would make Tia look good and good for her campaign. Um, so, yeah, I just feel like Jira, she wanted someone to connect with that looks like her mm-hmm. because she was lacking that from her father. So, when she found her mother and knowing her mother's a strong, black, powerful yep. woman that's out here trying to make so many boss moves. Killing it. Like, that's mm-hmm. something yeah. that she looks up to and which just led to the fact of why she wanted to organize the protests at her school. Mm-hmm to walk out. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's a good thing for Jira and um, Tia. All right. AJ yeah. talks. Y'all follow her now. Follow her. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you right. keep me up? I like, hey, look. I like Yo, my panel you're now. speaking truth. You're I'm speaking truth. You, I have a lot to say. Yeah. I, but, that, but you brought that to us just to let all the fans know. So Kelsey and I were watching the show. We were getting ready to cover the show. And AJ says, I don't know if I could cover this show. I'm from Chicago. (laughs) I just really don't know. She said, I mean, I'm just so tied in. And then she came and she said, you know what? I'm going to suck it up. I want to do it. So Kelsey and I were like, girl, you from Chicago. Bring it now. You know, so. So, This is my first um, taping for this episode, guys. Yes. And she's doing an excellent job. Yes. Yes. Me and Kelsey, we we be holding it down. But, you know, ain't nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. Bring a little bit more pepper in it. You know what I'm saying? We got you. You know, I'm going to be patient. I have a whole bunch of to say. Oh, we'll give you the floor. All right. (laughs) So let's move on to Evans versus Calder, or not. So we see last week that Evans made a bold statement. Mm -hmm. Evans says, I'm going to countersue for defamation. And I mean, this is the biggest level of idiocy I've seen in this show. <laughs> how th- this? I mean, th- that's just that's how I feel. The the the, the man is in despair. Mm-hmm. I understand that you don't want to be defamed, but you also killed his spouse. You did not use any type of judgment, which we see later on. You didn't use proper judgment later on, and then you want to countersue him for going through the, the, his emotional feelings. Like he has to sort through his feelings. Grief has what five stages? I don't know all five of them. I'm not going to quote them, but he's probably at stage four by now, and he's trying to get to a point where he wants 
some type of resolve. And so how do you feel about Evans making the claim that he is owed, that Calder is owed a countersuit? The audacity. Okay. Yeah. The audacity to even, even if he wasn't in the wrong, the fact that you think it's okay to sue someone that just dealt with a death. Yes. That's ridiculous. That you're in charge of. That you're in charge of. And then, you know, he knew, I I could see if he didn't know, which he didn't know before, but after the trial was over and he found out, like, oh my gosh, like, I actually did mess up, you should have left it alone. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he think that it's okay for him to even do a counter lawsuit, a counter suit, that's ridiculous, like you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not right at all. And I think that, well, what Vinny was talking about is every character is going through a crisis of their own. Mm -hmm. And I think with Paul, we talked about this last week with his ego. Like, that's just letting him get the best of him. But also, we're seeing a lot more of his family issues and with his dad. And especially in episode six, his dad is literally beating him up. And these are two grown men. And to see that kind of abuse he gives him physical abuse and verbal abuse and so i think that has everything to do with why he's probably mentally confused and upset and just Mm -hmm. doesn't know how to properly handle situations and now that he's been in front of this he's facing the most horrific um lawsuit against himself and then he's just trying to throw it back so that he can be important and that he can be you know on top again and it can bring pride I think to his family mm-hmm. so it's like he's just trying to survive I think mm-hmm. and he just doesn't know how to react and it's not right it doesn't make it better You're but right. I think that that's what we're seeing from his character I mean it's like I don't like this character at all but I also feel so bad for him at the you same like, time uh, Paul's character Paul's yes okay. because it's just seeing the family issues behind it. You can just see why he is the way he is. Well, I do want to point this out, Kelsey. Kelsey pointed out, uh, I think it was last week, how the family dynamic is really bad with the Evans. So yeah. I have to say that Kelsey has shown herself to be quite intuitive when I've been watching these shows. She, <laughs> she said she said the family dynamic was bad. They're always drinking together. They never say anything positive to each other. It's always something defaming towards one another. So I do want to point out that everything that we're seeing come to a head now, you've already uh, foreshadowed it. That's the that's the best word. And just you're a good judge of it. character. Yeah. No, <laughs> but it's just, in, no. yeah, it's important to to note that that you are that you're watching these shows and you're starting to understand the dynamic of these characters because now when you're breaking them down, you're starting to see the similarities in society. How we have a lot of domestic issues mm-hmm. in society that don't go address. You know, we think that women are being abused by men, but children are being abused as well. Mm-hmm. And so to see that dynamic come to life on the on, on the show, it shows that Paul Evans is having the conflict that you were saying, his ego. He's having the man versus self conflict. He doesn't know where to go. And then he makes it very clear in episode six why he does not like his father. Mm-hmm. Very important. So I do want to move on and uh, address our fans right now. Miss AJ is going to take over for that. Hi, guys. We just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're watching us right now on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe. And if you're tuning in on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and comment. But no matter where you are, show us some love and make sure you tell all your friends. And we appreciate you for helping to make us the ESPN of TV Talk. And also, thank you so much for hopping in the live chat, guys. We are reading your comments, and we appreciate them. All right. I just love that. Every time. Well, 
Now, before before we move on, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with uh, Vinny on this next one. Right. But before we move on, I do want to hear some of the comments from some people in our chat. Just uh, just give us a few things that they're saying. Maybe we can respond to some of them. Um, Arun, sorry if I pronounce your name wrong. Oh, That's yes. right, Arun, because yeah. he's in our yeah, chat. Yeah, he's been What's up? Thank you. <laughs> he said that um, Daniel and Liam's relationship will be good, but Daniel is grieving, so hopefully they will work it out. Mm. And mm. that Paul Evans is being manipulated by his girlfriend because she is the person who said to give who says to give the case. Oh, and. Aaron's from Chicago. Shout outs to you. Oh, all right. Right. Yes. Yeah, we didn't touch much on his girlfriend, but sh- I think she was, she was the one annoying. that Sorry. opened up the Kate or wanted him Abby? to sue. Amber, right? Abby. Abby. Yeah, Abby. She's yes, annoying. the girlfriend. She was the one that wanted him to, I think, counter sue. Yeah. And that's kind of yeah. the reason. But yeah, I ugh, that she's I guess gonna be gone. I don't know. We'll see if they make okay. up or not, but we'll yeah. find I don't out. know. Yeah. All right, well, now I want to move into episode six, Jira's announcement. Mm-hmm. So Jira commandeers the school radio or whatever it yes, is. Yes, she does. And she lets everybody know mm-hmm. that we will be having a walkout. Mm-hmm. Regardless, not irregardless, that's not a word, people. Regardless of the consequences that may take place, regardless of what the police officers think, regardless of what Tia thinks at this point, Mm -hmm. we're going to protest because we want to see justice served. Mm -hmm. So I want to start with you, Mr. Chibber. How did you feel when you saw Jira make that announcement? Such a, it's almost like she's precocious because she's only 17. How did that make you feel? Oh, ah, man, so proud. That's you, when you're talking about civil disobedience, you're talking about what's been going on mm-hmm. in this country for decades, but like we've, we're starting to revisit that in the last like two years, really. Mm-hmm. A lot of activism is coming from kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, when you're talking about March for Our Lives, that's all kids. When yeah. you're, you're seeing this happen in real time every day, that's part of the reason why it's so exciting to be part of the show mm-hmm. is because we deal with these events, all of us, yes, every day, mm-hmm. whether it's directly or indirectly, whether it's on your Twitter feed or your cousin mm-hmm. or your family member or the school you went to, like each one of these people represents a part of your life here. And all of these events do too. Because mm-hmm. we're dealing with it, right? And so to see, I for me, to see that character take a chance and to show that character in a state of empowerment, mm-hmm. I thought was really powerful. Yeah. It was I was overjoyed. Well, I like I like Mr. Bot and Jira's dynamic. Yes, yes. My uh, my favorite scene was when she had the outburst in the class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you asked her about the Cubs, I believe it was. Yes, yeah, yes. With the Cubs. Yeah. And she was like, "I'm going to the office. Okay, I'm just going <laughs> to go to the office." And Mr. Bot was like, "Or you could just raise your hand." Mm-hmm. That would be, be cool. That would be a little yeah. easier, you know? Yeah. And so, but when she saw that, that's what, I had teachers like that. I mm-hmm. had teachers that knew, I grew up in the South, I'm from Atlanta. Okay, my parents live in Atlanta. Okay, so. I, I know it. Okay, so. Flying I, biscuits my jam. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, water, oh, oh, we'll talk off camera. It. We'll talk off camera. Uh, no, okay. like, no, <laughs> no, but we, um, I grew up, my dad was military, he's a mm-hmm. pastor, so I got spankings. Okay. I, you know, the whole nine. Yeah. I, did, I was not abused, people. But I did get spankings. Mm-hmm. And so I had teachers who knew that I would get a spanking, so they wouldn't tell. 
They will pull me to the yeah. side. They will say, Josh, now I know your dad. And I know your mom. Now, how <laughs> can we fix this? It. Yeah, like, how can we fix this problem? So when yeah. I saw that dynamic, it took me back and I said, you know, those are the teachers I connected with the mm-hmm. most. Those are the teachers where I gave my A effort to. So I really yeah. like that dynamic. I think that's very important in the schools. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelsey, I want to go to you, though, about Jira's announcement and the protest. How did you feel about that? I mean, what we've been talking about is she's grown as a character. Mm -hmm. She's now speaking out. I think this is awesome for her character to be actively doing something. Mm -hmm. Um, She's not one to be quiet. She's always one to speak her mind. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's really important for us to see and to watch as viewers, too, that people can speak up. Like, we can talk about... Um, what is going on with us. We can talk about what's important. We can talk about um, saying stuff that's wrong and calling that out mm-hmm. and finding a way to do that. And I think that we're seeing, um, you were speaking about this earlier, there's a lot of activism now. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people um, doing protest, um, protesting has, that is huge right now for many different things. And it's amazing to see a TV show reflecting that and to see a show that is talking about that and being encouraging and saying, you know, you can do this too, even Mm -hmm. no matter how old you are, because you can be an adult or you could be in school and there's no age limit on this, Mm -hmm. which is cool. It's it's really cool also to see this show being kind of like an activist in itself, Mm -hmm. speaking Mm -hmm. about these things. So I just want to say, I just wanted to say that that was awesome what this show is doing go ahead aj Mm -hmm. thank you yes and i also just wanted to say that that's so important why sga in the schools why that's important student government association um i used to be a teacher so you know just being able to relate to that because we did have students that plan walkouts Mm -hmm. because it's, it's important for students to have their voice heard that's true you know because students already think that their voice isn't being heard and their adults don't care about their opinions or their thoughts so the fact that the school didn't help coordinate it as a as unit. A unit yeah. mm-hmm. You know, I was a little surprised because I know when I was a teacher that, you know, the principal, he was, we had to show the students that we did support them, but we mm-hmm. wanted to help them organize it. Yeah. yeah. So there were times where they did do that stuff and it wasn't no penalties for it. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I just feel like that it's a this is the first step in activism for young people. Yes. Yeah. Because they always want to know what can I do to help? What can I do to fix this? What can I do to help my voice being heard? So that was just really good. And if I could backtrack a little bit um, with Corey Gordon um, Mm -hmm. about the jail. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that was just a prime example of systemic racism. Mm -hmm. You know, put him in jail. And actually, he didn't even do anything. But the, the comment that he said was, well, I mean, I'm already in here. And then once I get out, it's on my record. Yep. Um, what else am I going to do? I'm going to they I'm gonna end up getting get put back put in the back system. In yeah. The system. Become a career criminal. Exactly. To become a career criminal. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that statement was very important. And it's something that we do need to look at because I do feel like there are harsher punishments, um, you know, for people of color, especially yes. um, young black yes, men, know you know, of anything. And, you know, it also leads into the institutional failure because mm-hmm. we are failing these people. We are failing the communities Absolutely. by being very, very harsh on them. Especially when you have you're going to get somebody that's in power, um, like Corey. Um, I'm sorry, Nathan Gordon. Yeah. Um, his father was in a high position, and like you said, he just used his mm-hmm. friends to get his son out. Yeah. And he put his son's friend to his in jail. yeah take yeah. the mm-hmm. take the fault for it. 
So, you know, that was a very important statement. I just wanted to add that. All right, Alderman AJ. I'm just All right, saying, we got you. You know, I, I told y'all. <laughs> yeah, but that's but trust me, we love it. We love it. So, I, I do want to move now. When you, we were talking about uh, the relationship with Tia and Jira, and now Tia has decided to bring Jira into the family, mm-hmm. introduce her to Benny. Mm-hmm. Ethan seems to be coming along, which I knew he was. He wasn't tripping too long. I mean, <laughs> come on, man. You know, you, my, my mom had this thing with my dad. When she wanted my dad to do something, she mm-hmm. would rub his elbow. Oh, okay. And he wouldn't even know it, and I'd be getting 10 pairs of shoes. Okay? <laughs> so she must have rubbed his elbow or something, and he came around. But um, how do y'all feel about Jira now being introduced into Tia's family, now knowing Benny? How do you think that dynamic is going to work out? I think that just jumps on... Yeah. You see this? He won't, I want him to say something, but I'm trying to figure out what I can ask. Yeah. Not, but he won't say anything. It's all right. You're just going to keep like, just we'll just keep tossing it over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can say it. I got a question. Um, I'm going to let you go. Okay. We'll just answer your question really quickly. I think it just continues our conversation about um, that family dynamic and that it's good that Tia is introducing Jira into the family mm-hmm. unit. I think that it's time for that to happen and that will lead the way to her speaking about it in public but she okay. has to do it behind doors first yeah, she has to terms. yeah she has to heal her family dynamic before mm-hmm. she can then face the public and open it up to the public because if it's still broken within your family then when you bring it into the public it's going to be they're going to tear it apart it's be real so bad. you have to be a unit before you can show that to other people so i think it's good mm-hmm. okay yeah. I support. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, Those are my thoughts. I did have a question. Um, so when Liam was in a bar, when you and Daniel was in a bar, yeah. and the two men walked over, uh-huh. and they had their preconceived notions oh about gosh. the Muslim community. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, like I said, this episode dealt with a lot of microaggressions. Yeah. So I was wondering, you know, how did, have you ever encountered that in your life? And what are yes. some ways that we think we could combat microaggression? Oh, uh, that that scene in particular was uh, was a bit of a challenge because there there are a couple things when it comes to the character that I I wanted to say is that Liam's experience as a a gay Muslim Mm -hmm. Indian American is singular. It's Mm -hmm. not representative in totality of either being gay Mm -hmm. or being Muslim or being Indian or any of those things. Right. Right. But there are certain microaggressions that I think any marginalized community, be it women, be it people of color, be Mm -hmm. it women of color, any marginalized community has to deal with on a regular basis. So inevitably, that stuff is going to come up. And in this case, it was someone touching me that I I didn't know, that Mm -hmm. I was already like, who are you? What's going on? I'm not Egyptian. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get these things about your skin color or your hair yeah. or or what your parents do. And for me, it was, it was and this is a conversation, I think, uh, with uh, Fazia, uh, who uh, wrote this episode, mm-hmm. and was how do you respond in your day-to-day, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about... You punch and, and Yeah, well, you go that way. <laughs> but how do you really respond? And in, in Liam's case, it's obviously you're going to deal with that stuff mm-hmm. as you're growing up. Now, how does that manifest in you? And some people, it manifests in anger, mm-hmm. in violence, mm-hmm. in depression. And not that we don't, those are very human things. Yes. But for Liam, I think he made the decision a while ago 
that the gift from all this is empathy and sympathy, and that's why he's able to be there for for Daniel yes. and for Jirah because anybody else that doesn't have that level of empathy yeah. that isn't able to say like okay I know what that feels like I want to make sure that no one else feels that way That's and I'm going to do what I can so that scene in the hallway yeah. that came directly from that and that mm-hmm. scene with those guys obviously I get a little heated yes. because it's completely inappropriate yeah. yes it's invasive it's I mean, talk about privilege. Yeah. Right? But we there's a fine line there because there's also the idea of I don't want to give it, this is absolutely baiting, mm-hmm. and I don't want to give into it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have to sit here and take it. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm better than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we're better than that. Uh, and that's how I, and in this industry, in the entertainment industry, these are all things as people of color, as women, mm-hmm. that we deal with, mm-hmm. right, every day. So, yes, there is this part of it that's like, obviously, stay angry, mm-hmm. right? But how do we channel that into positive change? Mm-hmm. How do we impact change? And I think that speaks to a larger kind of uh, question of activism mm-hmm. yeah. and, and, and how we do that feeling good about ourselves and feeling good about the change we're making as incremental as it may seem mm-hmm. every day. Well, you never know how many people's lives you're changing. You don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom was an educator for a long time. She was a she was a performer before. She was okay. an opera singer. Went to oh, Juilliard, wow. did the whole thing. Okay, and then became whoa, an whoa, educator. Whoa, 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 whoa! You can't. Juilliard did the right? whole thing. Yeah, that was like, a wash over that a little bit. I mean, yeah. when she did, but you know, but that's, then she that's a big yeah. deal. That's no, it was. Like, no, no, yeah, it was. But yeah, she was kind of an artist. She yeah. Kind of, <laughs> She went to Juilliard. Yeah, but I mean... The, and she worked in the White House. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy, Before she, Okay. No, but, her, ahead, but her experience uh, taught her, she had a saying as an educator, mm-hmm. and she said, you never know what someone went through before they got to you. Mm-hmm. And so, and she it's taught true. in various communities. She taught in the lower income communities that were mm-hmm. lower white income, lower black income. Yeah. She taught in the richer upper echelon communities. Mm-hmm. She ended up retiring in uh, Buckhead, which is the Beverly Hills. Buckhead, yeah. Yeah, Atlanta. the Beverly Hills of Atlanta. Yeah, yeah so yeah. she had, a lot of her, a lot of her teachers were... Uh, newscasters, or they were CEOs. Okay. One was a CEO, Coca Cola. Okay, yeah, yeah, I mean, big money. People yeah. making twenty million dollars a year, right? And but she always said that it doesn't matter what their financial demographic is. Yeah, it doesn't. They, you never know what they went through mm-hmm. before they got to you. Yeah. So you can't judge someone because they're white and rich or black and poor. Right. You have to judge them based off how they're approaching you. How mm-hmm. do you approach them? Yeah. So it's very important. We can be walking activists. Yeah. You never know. Uh, there was a, a site that was on years ago. Called FML. I can't say the words on the okay. airways, but F my life. Right. And oh uh, yeah. Yes. And the <laughs> and the lady. Uh, there was a, a quote on there. This lady wrote, "You could write anonymous quotes." Yeah. And this lady said, "I was going to commit suicide today, but this guy held the door open for me." Oh mm. my. And so Oof. you never know how big of an impact yeah. you can have yeah. to someone. And so it's very important that you bring that up, that you mm. take those dynamics and you push them forward into people's lives. Yeah. So I do want to move into uh, more of an interview for you. Okay. I have a few questions for you. Oh. And uh, so when you when you bring up your experiences, mm-hmm. I know that I'm a person of color. Yeah. Have you been put in situations where, or let me ask it this way: the situations you have been put in, uh-huh. were you able to channel those and apply those to this character? Yes. Okay. That's okay. Absolutely. Okay. Um, b- because I, I, I think we all, on a certain level, uh, we all d- deal deal with these things mm-hmm. every day, and I, I think it was almost amplified uh, by 
playing this character was the idea of compassion for those who don't know Mm -hmm. and the idea of gratitude for being in the place that you are because those are the two things that Liam Liam practices every day Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so even when we're talking about these people that like you said you don't know where someone's coming from and you're dealing with someone racist or you're Mm -hmm. dealing with someone xenophobic or you're Mm -hmm. dealing with someone that is screaming at you in ways and saying things that would be absolutely offensive to anybody the first question we got to ask is why Mm -hmm. and nine times out of ten it's pain yeah like it's pain and that pain is being channeled in a way that is terrible for them mm-hmm. terrible for their family we see it with with Paul's care you you talked about it earlier right yeah. that that's where it's coming from it actually has nothing to do with you or you or right. me or her it really is it's internal pain mm-hmm. and just ignorance yeah. that's all it is mm-hmm. so trying to come at that from like a place of compassion a place of positivity a place of hope i think 9 times out of 10 that's going to win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't mean you don't fight the good fight, but you fight it with those things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because eventually, that's the one that's going to win. That long term, it always does. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You have such yeah. a good outlook on life. Um, do you have somebody that has kind of been an inspiration to you, mentor, um, somebody who you've, like, looked up to or has, you know, been in your life that has impacted you and taught you kind of, like, how to deal with stereotypes? Like anything like uh, um, related to that because as we uh, see with jira right. we have talked about this on the show yeah how she is she is dealing with racism but her dad doesn't know how to talk to her about that yes um and so we've talked about you know growing up and mm. having to have that kind of talk um has it have you had to go through that yet in growing up, there, there were absolutely uh, elements of of racism uh, in almost any community that that you, wherever I grew up, wherever you all grew up, mm-hmm. it's it's there. That doesn't necessarily mean that like the person may not even be aware that they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a lot of times, they may not be. They may <laughs> not know. You know, oh, you're, I mean? right, they, you're they right. You're right. No, you're right. So, mm-hmm. so I think. I, at some point, the reason I do this, right, this is almost like my spiritual practice. I'm not a particularly religious person, mm-hmm. but for me, I think the idea of storytelling has been around for so long, mm-hmm. it can it can change the way that you see the world. Mm-hmm. You may not have anything in common with him, mm-hmm. but you watch this show, mm-hmm. right? and suddenly you both can empathize over that. Yeah. Yes. That's a start. So with this show... The idea is not to answer any questions. The idea is simply mm-hmm. to put whoever it is that's watching in the place of these people. So mm-hmm. whether you're white, brown, black, or purple, mm-hmm. we all know what love feels like. Mm-hmm. We all know what loss feels like. We all know when we are so hurt, we don't even realize where the pain is anymore. Mm-hmm. That's true. We can all identify with that. Despite what we look like, what religious what religions we practice, mm-hmm. any of those things. Yeah. So, let's say storytelling for me storytelling. is like a big yeah. one. Yeah, that's good. And I agree. I like what you said because I do feel like this show really forces you to think, and it mm-hmm. it forces you to kind of see where everyone is coming from. Because I know yeah. oftentimes when something happens, we kind of just take the um, we kind of take the feelings of oh my god somebody got shot but yeah. then in this in this show you can kind of see okay wait this is from the cop's perspective yeah this is from this person's perspective this mm. is you know so it's kind of like you were able you're able to 
kind of get a feel of how every single right. person is feeling mm-hmm. and it's allowing you to have empathy and also reflective moments because you know sometimes in the episode you may think like oh wait do I think like that yes or, that's you know really do important. I have these preconceived yeah, notions or oh what would I have done the same thing yeah. you know because it's you know as we're growing up it's stuff that we do unintentionally mm-hmm. that we have to really pay attention to because you have to be intentional about everything you do. Yeah. Like in the, I believe it was the second episode when he automatically pulled the gun out for the black man. Yes. But then when it was the white man, yeah. he was, you know, and the white man had right. actually a weapon on him. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it just makes you think. Because I know sometimes we, we, we don't think a lot and we're used to being in our own communities mm-hmm. that sometimes we don't know how it is to yeah. see how somebody is in another community. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to say that, and I did have a question. So you have a production company called Chipper Chipper yes. Man Productions. Yes. <laughs> right. Chipper Man Productions yes, is your yes. production company. So I okay. want to know what is your mission statement and what type of material do you produce? Okay, I did not answer your question, and I would say my family. That's my mom, my sisters, who are significantly more intelligent than I am, more intelligent <laughs> than I am, uh, and and my dad. They're amazing. So okay. th- those would be the people okay. I would say. Um, to your question, uh, the mission, I kind of talked about it here for a second, uh, but it is uh, creative activism. Mm-hmm. That is using storytelling, using the arts to affect change in the communities around us. Whether it's the person telling the story or the person watching the story, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Because that entire process has the ability to change mm-hmm. the way you think, the way you see yourself, mm-hmm. the way you see other people gives you a sense of hope, empowerment, mm-hmm. all those things can happen. So, yes. um, uh, yeah, that's why we, we founded it. Sounds good. Well, all right now. I love it. I love all of it. So, well, we have had a wonderful time here today. Yeah, this has been great. Now, when we have our when we have our special guest in, we don't mm-hmm. always get to our special segments. Oh. Because our fans really are into hearing what the actors and the actresses have to say. They want okay. to hear the truth from you all. Okay. From you all's eyes. Yes. So, our news and gossip today is going to be that Mr. Vinny Chibber was here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so... Right. <laughs> but I do want you to let the pet, let anyone know who's watching mm-hmm. any special projects that you may be okay. on or anything. Yeah, because oh. you, we talked about this last week on mm-hmm. news that um, you're now regular. Yes. Um, you mm-hmm. are on Animal Kingdom as I'm, a regular no, now. No, no, no. I'm a, I'm a recurring. I'm recurring, a recurring character. Recurring character okay, on Animal okay. Kingdom, which has been And what does so that mean? Fun. A recurring character. That means I'm... I'm I'm in the story, but I'm not a series regular. So I'll be right. in Got some it. episodes moving forward. I don't Perfect. even know how many, but so far it's been a dream. And John Wells, it was a oh my god, I freaked out. I, I rarely <laughs> do, but John Wells, I've watched almost everything he's ever created. Um, uh, working with uh, Ben and Jake, who are the uh, uh, two series uh, regulars on the show that I do most of my work with, has been wonderful. Um, I think that season premieres May 28th, mm-hmm. so check it out. Um, and we have a documentary called Lost in America with mm. my production company that should be coming out this fall. And um, it's uh, basically examining homeless. the issues of homeless youth mm. in the United mm. States. So we followed homeless youth mm. over three years all over the country. We talked to advocates That's all over incredible. the country to just give people an idea of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Halle Berry's come on board. Rosario Dawson has mm. come on board. As EPs with us, mm-hmm. um, those are both great people. Oh man, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Jewel, the, Tiffany Haddish, yes, uh, mm-hmm. because they didn't 
what they do, but a lot of people don't realize how big the problem is. Mm. It's 1.5 to 2.75 million homeless youth in the country. That's crazy. And for those for those kids, there are less than 10,000 beds allocated. Mm. Mm. That is those types of things when you're talking about why people think you know, when we're walking down the street, you'll do these men in the street interviews. A lot of times there's this myth that, like, oh, they're homeless because they're lazy. No. Or they're homeless because they're drug addicts. Or they're homeless or because issues. they want to be. Yeah. Which is the craziest thing. Yeah. Um, so what we're trying to do is kind of dispel mm-hmm. those, those myths, myths. Yeah. and humanize uh, these people that you see every day. Mm-hmm. And they're people that, man, when you're... Th- I don't know how you're expected to navigate the world around you at 13 dealing with trauma. That's right. I don't know. So for us, it was really asking that question. Mm. You know, what's going on? How big is the problem? What are people doing, mm. you know, to, to fix, fix it? it. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Well, we thank you. I see you. we got a rap team on yes, there. Yes, we're so we good. <laughs> it's so good. It was so great having you here. <laughs> Yo, it's right there. Vinny's dope. <laughs> Talk about improv. Hey. <laughs> He's up. It was great having Zero you here, seconds. man. You've been awesome. Just the information so you gave us, we really love it. Just uh, let everybody know. Y'all can find me at Cleverly Clad on all social media. You can find me at, at Kels Hightower on all social media. And thank you for being here, oh, by the thank way. You. Thank it's you so been much, awesome. guys. It's been awesome. Everybody, check me out on Instagram at Crimson Pearl. And check out my YouTube channel, AJ Talks. Oh. And uh, you can find me at VChipper across platforms. All right. Well, it was wonderful. It was a wonderful night. Thank you all for joining us, and we shall see you all next week. See you guys later. Bye. 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 (laughs) Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.